Book 3 Crows and Owls Here then begins Book 3 called Crows and Owls which treats of peace, war and so forth. The first verse runs Reconciled although he be never trust an enemy for the cave of owls was burned when crows with fire returned. How was that? asked the princess and Vishnu Sharman told the following story. In the southern country is a city called Earth Base. Near it stands a great banyan tree with countless branches. And in the tree dwelt a crow king named Cloudy with a countless retinue of crows. There he made his habitation and spent his time. Now a rival king, a great owl named Crusher, had his fortress and his habitation in a mountain cave, and he had an unnumbered retinue of owls. This owl king cherished a grudge so that whenever he met a crow in his earrings, he killed him and passed on. In this way his constant aggression gradually spread rings of dead crows about the banyan tree. Nor is this surprising for the proverb says, If you permit disease or foe to march unheeded, you may know that death awaits you, sure if slow. Now one day Cloudy summoned all his counselors and said, Gentlemen, as you are aware, our enemy is arrogant, energetic, and judge of occasions. He always comes at nightfall to work havoc in our ranks. How then can we counterattack? For we do not see at night and in the daytime we cannot discover his fortress. Otherwise, we might go there and strike a blow. What course then shall we adopt? There are six possibilities. Peace, war, change of base, entrenchment, alliances, and duplicity. And they replied, Your Majesty does well to put this question. For the saying goes, Good counselors should tell their king unasked a profitable thing. If asked, they should advise while flatterers who shun the truth, which in the end is wholesome too, are foemen in disguise. Therefore, it is now proper to confer in secret session. Then Cloudy started to consult severally his five ancestral counselors, whose names were Live Again, Live Well, Live Along, Live On, and Live Long. And the first of all he questioned Live Again. My worthy sir, what is your opinion under the circumstances? And Live Again replied, O King, one should not make war with a powerful enemy, and this one is powerful and knows when to strike. Therefore, make peace with him. For the saying goes, Bow your head before the great, lifting it when times beseem, and the prosperity will flow ever onward like a stream. And again, make your peace with powerful foes 
who are rich and good and wise, who are seasoned conquerors in whose home no discords arise. Make your peace with wicked man, if your life endangered be, life itself, first made secure, gives the realm security. And again, make your peace with him whose want it is to conquer in a fight. Other foes will bend their necks to you, fearful of his might. Even with equals make your peace, victory is often given. Whimsically take no risk, says the current saw in heaven. Even with equals victory, whimsically may alight. Try three other methods first, only in extremist fight. And yet again, see the bully to whose soul power is all and peace is not. Clashing with an equal foe crumbles like an earthen pot. Land and friends and gold at most have been won when battles cease. If but one of these should fail, it is best to live in peace. When a lion digs for moles hiding in their pebbly house, it is apt to break his nails and at best he gets a mouse. Therefore, when no prize is won and a healthy fight is sure, never stir a quarrel, but whatsoever the cost endure. By a stronger foe assailed, bend as bends the river reed, do not strike as serpents do if you wish your luck to speed. Imitators of the reed slowly win to glory's peak, but the luckless serpent men only earn the debt they see. Shrink like turtles in their shell, taking blows if need there be, raise your head from time to time, like the black snake warily. To sum it up, never struggle with the strong if you wish to know my mind, who has ever seen a cloud baffle the opposing wind. Having heard this view, the king said to Livewell, my worthy sir, I desire to hear your opinion also. And live well said, O king, I disagree, inasmuch as the enemy is cruel, greedy, and unprincipled, you should most certainly not make peace with him, for the proverb says, With foes unprincipled and false, it is vain to seek accommodation, agreements bind them not, and, sh and soon they show a wicked transformation. Therefore you should in my judgment fight with him, you know the saying, it is easy to uproot a foe. Contemning fighters never steady, cruel and greedy, slothful falls, foolish and fearful and unready. But more than this, we have been humiliated by him. Therefore, if you propose peace, he will be angry and will employ violence again. There is a saying, the truculence of favored foes by gentle measures is abetted. What wise physician tries a douche? He knows that fever should be sweated. Conciliation simply makes a foeman's indignation splutter, like drops of water sprinkled on a briskly boiling pan of butter. Besides, the previous speaker's point about the strength of the enemy is not decisive. The smaller often slays the great by showing energy and vigor. The lion kills the elephant and rules with unrestricted rigor. And more than that, foes indestructible by might are slain through some deceptive gesture as Bhima strangle Kichaka 
approaching him in woman's vesture. And yet again, when kings are merciless as death, all foes are quick to knuckle under, quick to, to kill the kings who fall into compassion's fatal blunder. And when he, whose son of glory sets before the glory of another, is born in vain, he wastes for naught the youthful vigor of his mother. For regal splendor, unbesmeared with foeman's blood as rich cosmetic, though dear is insufficient for ambitions truly energetic, and in a kingdom unbedwed with foeman's blood in slaughter's gory and hostile women's falling tears, the king enjoys no living glory. Having heard this view, the king put his question to live along. My worthy sir, pray express your opinion also. And live along said, O king, the enemy is vicious and powerful and unscrupulous. Therefore, you should make neither peace nor war with him. Only a change of base can be recommended. For the saying goes, with vicious foemen proud of power, from hindering scruples free, adopt a change of base, not peace nor war for victory. Now change of base is known to be no single thing but twin, retreat to save imperiled life, invasion plan to win. A warlike and ambitious king may choose twixt April and November, other months are barred to invade the hostile land. For storming parties, so the books prescribe, all times are fair if hostile forces sows distress and lay some weakness bare. A king should put his realm in charge of heroes strong and fit. They pounce upon the hostile land when spies have peopled it. The case in hand requires, O king, the base change called retreat. Not peace nor war, the foe is vile and very hard to beat. Furthermore, a recessive moment is made, says the science of ethics. With due regard to cause and effect, the point is thus expressed in poetry. When rams draw back, their butting fiercer stings. The crouching king of beasts more deadly springs. So wise dissemblers holding vengeance sure in dumb communion with their hearts endure. And once again, a king abandoning his realm to foes of fighting worth preserves his life as fight firm did and later rules the earth. And to sum it up, the weak who struggling with the strong are not too proud to fight, bring great rejoicing to their foes and on their kinsmen blight. Therefore, since you are engaged with a powerful foe, there is occasion for a change of base. It is no time for peace or war. When he had listened to this view, the king said to live on, my worthy sir, pray express your opinion also. And live on said, O king, I disapprove of peace, war, and change of base, all three of them, and particularly change of base. For a crocodile at home can beat an elephant, but if he goes abroad, a dog can make him pant. And again, when stronger foes attack, close in your fortress stay, but sally to relieve your friends and save the day. If panic struck you flee, when foes are at the door, and leave the land to them, you are never will see it more. One man in trench can hold a hundred foes at bay, 
strong foes are there therefore in your entrenchment stay therefore provide your fort with shaft and gun adorn it well with moat and wall and store abundant corn stand even from within resolved to do or die so living earned renown or dead the starry sky and there's further consideration a union of the weak a powerful bully stumps the hostile blizzard spares the shrubs that grow in clumps and single trees though huge and posted for defense may be uprooted by the stout wind's violence while groves of trees where each receives and gives defense unitedly defy the wind's fierce violence just so one man alone however brave he be is scorned by foes who soon proceed to injury having listened to this view likewise the king said to live long my worthy sir pray express your opinion also and live long said o king from among six possibilities i recommend alliance pray adopt that for the saying goes though deft and brilliant what good end can you attain without a friend the fire that seems immortal will dive and fanning wind is still therefore you should stay at home and seek some competent ally to make a counterweight against the enemy but if you leave home and travel no one will give you so much as friendly word for the proverb says the wind is friend to forest fire and and causes it to flame the higher the same wind blows a candle loud who cares what poor folk are about nor is it even essential that the ally be powerful the alliance even of the feeble folk makes for defense you know the saying however weak a bamboo stem from others take and given to them strength to resist uprooting so weak kings unite against a foe and how much more so if you have alliance with the truly great for the poet says who is there whom a friendly state with great folk does not elevate the raindrop hiding in a curl of lotus petal signs like pearl does o king there is no counterweight to your enemy save an alliance therefore let an alliance be concluded such is my opinion after these opinions had been given cloudy bowed low before an ancient far-sighted counselor of his race This was a crow who had preserved to the last page of every textbook of social ethics and his name was Livestrong father said the king i had a secret purpose in questioning the others in your very presence namely you might listen to everything and instruct me as to what is fitting pray instruct me in the appropriate course of action and livestrong said My son all that these have proposed is drawn from textbooks of social ethics and all is highly proper each course in its own good time but the present hour demands duplicity you have heard the saying you must regard with like distrust both peace and warlike measures must seek through duplicity your goal with with powerful foes of evil soul in this way those who themselves trust nobody and have a single eye to self interest can win the trust of an enemy and easily destroy him for the saying goes shrewd enemies will cause a foe whom they would ruin first to grow the flow of mucus by molasses is first increased but later passes and again 
to photo false friend to female, particularly her for sale. The man so simple as to give straightforward conduct does not live. Proceed in pure straightforwardness with Brahmins with the gods no less, with teachers with yourself but treat all other creatures to deceit. A hermit mastering his soul, may see life simple, see it whole, not those who thirst for carnal things, nor most particularly kings. And so, strong through duplicity, you will preserve your habitation still, for that will prove a friend in need to crush a foe possessed by greed. Furthermore, if a vulnerable point appears in him, you will destroy him by being aware of it. But Cloudy said, Father, I do not know his residence, so how will I become aware of vulnerable point? And life strong replied, My son, through spies I will reveal not only his dwelling but also his vulnerable point. For cows see a thing by sense of smell, while, while scripture serves the Brahman well, the king perceives by means of spies and other creatures use their eyes. And in this connection, there is another saying, the king, well served by spies, who knows the functionaries of his foes, who knows his retinue no less, is never plunged in deep distress. Then Cloudy said, Father, what are these functionaries, what is their number, and what character are secret service men? Pray tell me all. And Livestrong replied, on these points, the sage Narada gave the following information when questioned by King Fight Firm. In the hostile camp are 18 functionaries in one's own, 15. Their conduct is discovered by assigning to each three secret servicemen by whose efforts both friends and enemies are kept in good control. The facts are put in a bit of toggle. The foe has 18 functionaries and you have 5 and 10. Give each as unknown secretaries three secret servicemen. The term functionary applies a delegated task. If this be shamefully performed, it ruins the king. If admirably, it brings him high success. Now, for details, the functionaries in the hostile camp are the counselor, the chaplain, and commander in chief, the crown prince, the concierge, the superintendent of the gymnasium, the advisor, the tax collector, the introducer, the master of ceremonies, the director of stables, the treasurer, the minister for elephants, the assessor the war minister, the minister for fortifications, the favorite, the forester, and so forth, by showing intrigue among these enemies subdued. In one's own camp, the functionaries are the queen, the queen mother, the chamberlain, the florist, the lord of the bedchamber, the chief of secret service, the stargazer, the court physician, the purveyor of water, the purveyor of spices, the professor, the lifeguard, the quartermaster, the bearer of royal umbrella, and the geezer. It is by these that ruin befalls one's own party. As the saying goes, professor, star scout, and physician find flows within your home position. The madman and snake charmer know points vulnerable in the foe. What is the origin of the deadly feud between crows and owls? And Livestrong answered, Listen, I will tell you how the birds picked the king.